the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Some years ago, I was at a show which consisted of a series of comic sketches and reviews. One of them began with the appearance of what appeared to be a little old lady, dressed all in black, black bent double by arthritis, shuffling onto the stage with the aid of a stick, eyes firmly fixed on the ground. Suddenly the orchestra started playing New York, New York, the little old lady stood up with a flick of her wrist. Her black shawl was reversed into a brightly colored scarf. The black funeral attire was in fact a slinky cocktail dress. And once the shawl was gone, we saw that her hair was fashionably cut and styled. The stick was an umbrella and the lady was out for the night. What had appeared to be a little old lady was transformed into a sophisticated, party-going 70-something. The point the sketch was making was that those who reach pension age are not sit in front of the television kind of people, but are living it up and living life to the full, enjoying the fruits of their early labors and traveling the world on exciting trips. And this is not an entirely new phenomenon, for in our readings this afternoon, we are given the example of Abraham. There he was at 75, and we're told in Genesis, moving from Haran to set out, not knowing where he was going, in the general direction of Canaan. And it wasn't as if he needed to. Haran was a prosperous, cosmopolitan, well-developed city where Abraham had settled and had become rich. But as both our readings today emphasize, his move was in response to what he felt God was calling him to do. We may think that God's summons came out of the blue for Abraham, but there were contributing factors that helped him respond in a positive way. At the end of the preceding chapter in Genesis, Genesis 11, we read that Abraham's father, Terah, once lived in Ur, another prosperous city with a high standard of living. And when Terah left Ur, when his son Abraham and Abraham's wife Sarah and his grandson Lot, Terah meant to go to Canaan but got only as far as Haran, about halfway. But Terah died in Haran. Abraham must have been conscious of his father's original plan to go to Canaan. So when God called him to continue the journey his father had started, it wouldn't have been that surprising. Not only had his father died in Haran, but so also did Abraham's brother. Lot's father. And it was Abraham's responsibility to look after his brother's family, whose flocks and herds had also increased. 
So he probably needed more land than was available in Haran. And perhaps he had begun to look further afield to see where they might all be accommodated. And then Sarah, Abraham's wife, was childless. And in Abraham's time, a man with no children was a man with no future. But Abraham, by moving from Haran, even going where he knew not, was showing people that he was no write-off, but was indeed a man with a future. So we can say that all that happened to Abraham during his life, the events, the twists, the turns, prepared him for the call of God to go to Canaan and to establish a new nation which God would call his own. Not that responding to God's call was easy. It was unsettling in every sense of the word. In Haran, he had security, but he would have little of that in an unknown foreign land. And then there was Sarah. In scripture, she comes across as a rather no-nonsense, plain-speaking, possibly even cynical person. What, I wonder, was her reaction when Abraham shared with her God's plan that they would increase, and that was God's promise. A response, at your age, be sensible. Put your slippers on or take up golf. As for starting a new nation, don't look at me. But Abraham's conviction was that this was what God was calling him to do, and it couldn't be shaken. The writer of Hebrews calls it faith, which someone using the words of faith as an acrostic defined it as, for all I trust him, for all I trust him. And so Abraham went with a reluctant wife, together with his nephew Lot and all the possessions that they had gathered and the people that they had employed in Haran and set forth for Canaan. It wasn't all plain sailing. He encountered difficulties along the way. When he got to Canaan, there was a famine in the land and he had to go on to Egypt. How that must have put doubts in his mind. And then there were difficulties with Lot. Their flocks had become so large they needed to part the ways. Abraham got the worst part of that bargain. Lot chose the fertile plain and left Abraham with the hill country. But Abraham persevered and never lost faith. And we often talk of life as a journey, but with God, it's more than that. It's an adventure. In all our lives, there are many twists and turns, many disappointments and tragedies. But as we look at them from a God perspective, from a faith perspective, how often do they land up preparing us for what lies ahead? And what we may have thought as a disaster at the time turns out to be an opportunity. And what the story of Abraham teaches is that we are never too old to hear God's voice. 
we are never too old to respond to God's call. Abraham was 75. God still had plenty of work for him to do. And Lent is a good time to listen to those inner promptings of God, to discern what he is calling us to be and to do. And Lent is a good time for us to reflect. Is there something we know we should do or say or indeed offer? Are there things we hold back from because we just want to have a comfortable and non-threatening existence? Are there things God is calling us to do that we are putting off? Like Abraham, we need to carpe diem, seize the moment, seize the opportunity, respond to God's call, and let the adventure begin. Like Abraham, let us listen to God's voice within. It's never too late to start something new and follow our inner promptings. Where I serve in Formby, there is a U3A, University of the Third Age. And the U3A seem to have a group for basically everything, stopping just short of extreme sports. But maybe after the Winter Olympics, there will be a curling group in the U3A. But what the U3A demonstrates is it is never too late to start a new adventure. And that applies to all of us, whatever age we are. It may not all be plain sailing. There will be doubts and there will be difficulties. But as for Abraham, God will never leave us or forsake us. He'll never let us walk alone and will carry us through. The original meaning of the word comfort is not life being made easier, but being made stronger. Strong to do what God wants us to do. So like the lady in the show, let's be transformed and begin the adventure of life that God is offering each one of us. St. Patrick's Day is three weeks away. And with the weekend that's in it, let me pray using part of what has been described as St. Patrick's adventurous prayer. Celtic spirituality celebrates God's presence that can be found all around us and in each one of us. So to paraphrase part of that famous prayer, let us pray. We arise today through God's strength to pilot us, God's might to uphold us, God's wisdom to guide us, God's eye to look before us, God's ear to hear us, God's word to speak for us, God's hand to guide us, God's way to lie before us, Christ with us, Christ before us, Christ behind us, Christ in us. We give ourselves today. Amen.